The following episode references an opinion and is for informational purposes only. It is not for investment or financial advice. Please seek a duly licensed professional if you're looking to do so. Enjoy the show and see you next week. Um, those of you that buy some Bitcoin now, you'll be considered the one percenters in the future, especially if you live to be my age. Uh, buy, you know, if you can get yourself around buying one Bitcoin and hang on to it till you get to be in your 60s, uh, you'll be buying yourself an island and Lambos and all that stuff. And you won't even have to touch, you know, you don't have to touch much. You'll probably be just doing that off the internet. Welcome back to the Two for Eyes podcast, where we document the rise and stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Hope everyone's having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of these platforms. Be sure to hit the follow button. We're here every Tuesday, new episodes every Tuesday. We got a good one today. It's going to be a good one, like Robin said. Um, and with that being said, let's bring on our guest for today. He's a crypt- cryptocurrency expert with over seven years of experience. Here to talk about cryptocurrency experience and educate us on the future of money. Please welcome Kevin Carthy. Well, thank you, everybody. Really uh, happy to be here. And anytime I can spread the good word about cryptocurrency and let people know that it's not this insidious thing, it's something fantastic that we're all going to go through, mm-hmm. whether we want to or not. I've done this for a few things in the past, like uh, desktop publishing, the internet. I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Wow. And I know I gave you my introduction that I had prepared for you, but just for our audience, why don't you give yourself an introduction? And it's sure. your experience with cryptocurrency. Well, my experience with Bitcoin started is Bitcoin started cryptocurrency. So my experience with Bitcoin is 2010. Had a fancy laptop that because uh, I've been an IT guy my whole life and always had the latest, greatest. And so I've excused my wife. You got to have the best tools if you're in this business, right? <laughs> okay. She'll see this. So, but she knows already. Anyway, so I had this fancy laptop 2010, had this guy going making these things called Bitcoin. It's cooking along. I think this is fantastic. Now I just leave it sit here and I make Bitcoin. Great. Leave it overnight. Come in the next day, the bottom of the laptop looks like a big wave in Hawaii. And it's like, this stuff is crap. I'm getting rid of this. You know, I'm getting it off my machine. I deleted it, deleted the wallets, deleted the Bitcoins that I have. Forgot about it. 2013, my ex-business partner who invented some early internet technology with came to me and said, have you looked at Bitcoin? And I said, no, that stuff's crap. It cooked my nice laptop. He said, I think you should look. And I looked and it was over 300 bucks. So that's when I started mining. You know, it was fantastic. And from there on out, it's just been a lot of fun. I started heating our commercial building with these Bitcoin miners. And, uh, you know, the rest has just gone on and on and on since there. <laughs> so that, so you said you just bought it. Did you buy a computer to start with or how? What well, was your miners, initial... like uh, Bitcoin miners in those days. Mm-hmm. And like, this was uh, 2014, late 2014. Miners were uh, expensive and they were slow, but you could get a lot of Bitcoin with them and they generated a tremendous amount of heat. So we, like I had my computer store back then and uh, I'd kind of semi-retired and was fixing some computers and selling some machines and doing this kind of stuff. And I figured oh, I'm going to heat my building with these things. So that's what I did. I bought a whole bunch of them and put them in the building when I started popping breakers, popping fuses, had old wiring in those days. And before you know it, it was so hot in the building. It was plus 37 degrees Celsius in the building when it's minus 36 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. But our hydro bills are through the roof. And my wife is thinking I'm nuts. And, you know, I had to tell her, just have faith, have faith. So, you know, any of those Bitcoins that you can mine in those days uh, that were worth $300 are, are fairly valuable now. You know, even with this recent crash. So it's uh, yeah. it's been an interesting thing. And the thing that I always tell people is even doing it on a small scale, because we never had that many miners. We literally only kept enough to heat things. Heated my garage, heated the building here. And mm-hmm. we're looking at doing some other more interesting heating things that I'll talk to you guys about when we can release more about that. But just bear in mind that I own BitcoinFurnace.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Perfect. you know, we got some interesting stuff coming up. So how did you, how about you guys, let's, let's hear what you guys are like, have you, what's your crypto experience? Uh, anybody own any crypto first hands? Anybody own any crypto? Oh, uh, personally, Not even one hand. I'm, I'm oh, looking gosh. into Dogecoin though. I'm looking into Dogecoin. Oh my God. You know, that's kind of a good and a bad thing. I mean, Doge is awesome. I love it. Cause you know, if you look on the, our Facebook feed for crypto nuts, yeah. uh, you'll see that I post a lot of the fun memes and things like that. And, 
Uh, it's a double-edged sword with Doge. If you got in early, like I was mining with some Litecoin miners and I got free Doge for mining with the Litecoin miners. So okay. that worked out well. I mean, I got it for free. I mean, how can you do wrong with that, right? <laughs> but I feel yeah. sorry for the people that bought in when it was at its all-time high and are now hoping it will come back. And, you know, that's it's one of the things that I try and teach people is that, uh, you know, you got to be prepared to hold on for a long time. Anybody that I know that's mm -hmm. done well in this sector has really held on for a long time and has cost average their investment. You know, you buy a little bit here, a little bit there, and over time it adds up to a lot. And uh, you just got to keep buying on a regular basis. And young guys like you, there's no excuse. I'm so disappointed. Oh my God. We're here. That's why we're here. That's, <laughs> That's why we're here. We want to learn. Okay. Yeah, we want to we wanna dive into the conversation because we have no expertise on this, right? And we want to learn sure. as much as we can and as well as teach our audience. Um, so we'll just start off with like the basic questions. So I know I have this question and it's it's kind of hard to grasp your idea around what cryptocurrency is. So okay, what is cryptocurrency? That's my that's my question. Like I ha I kind of have an idea of it, but the broad like world that we currently live in, how do you use okay. it? Okay. And have any of you guys listened to Expeditionary Force, the audiobook? None no, of you? No, I'll add oh, to the list though. Anyways, it's about a super smart AI. And I, and one of the funny things that they say is let's break it down Barney style, right? And that's, you know, it's it sounds funny. It sounds like it's insulting, but it's not because when you don't know this stuff, you don't know this stuff. Nobody is born with this knowledge. And that's why we started CryptoNuts to start trying to teach people is that nobody's born with this knowledge. Everybody has to learn it. So nobody should be embarrassed about asking things about it or saying, hey, that doesn't make sense in my mind. Like, how should that, why would I buy that? Like, it's not worth anything. Will it ever be worth something? You know, all these kind of questions. But so let's break it down Barney and stuff. And first and foremost, what is cryptocurrency? Okay, let's just address that. Let's think about that for a minute. Uh, any of you guys, you guys are probably all too young to even have used a checkbook with a, a ledger in it, right? Don't you even did that. Yeah, no, so let's I've... forget that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm seeing, okay, I'm let's use let's use your, your bank account. Let's use your bank account. Like you go, you log in through an app and you look at your bank account and it gives you a digital ledger, right? That digital mm -hmm. ledger tells you what you spent, where you spent it. You know, where, whatever degree, withdrew cash, made a deposit, blah, 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 blah. All that is is a digital ledger. So let's assume that you have, say, I don't know, say you have a thousand bucks that you've saved up. Now, you guys don't believe that somewhere there is a shelf with your name on it with 10, $100 bills, I hope, right? No, we got, not. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. In fact, hope so. they probably don't even have any of your money. So don't, you just got to keep your fingers crossed on that one. But yeah. that's a subject <laughs> for another time. Anyway, so it's a digital ledger. And that's what Bitcoin is. But a digital ledger from a bank is something that is controlled by a bank. So it's centralized by the bank. It's controlled by the bank. That's really important to understand that. And, you know, banks keep track of this ledger. And let's face it, you guys have never experienced the banks ever having an error. Am I correct? Yep. Nope. Banks never make mistakes, yeah. right? Oh, even if there is, they, they fix it pretty, pretty efficiently. So, But it sometimes it costs you money. Yeah, that's true. They, they, yeah, time, time and money for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so anyways, they're responsible for that digital ledger. But now if you want to imagine what, say, let's just talk about Bitcoin because, you know, there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies and that gets quite uh, parallel and we don't want to really confuse anyone. So let's just talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like a digital ledger that's out there over the entire world and including in space. There's several instances in space now as well. So the blockchain exists in space. And um, it's basically all these enthusiasts and people and companies that have a ledger that they're sharing with the world through the internet. Mm -hmm. The ledger says who gets what. The ledger says who has what. If I send some Bitcoin to you, it takes it out of my account, it credits to your account. So it's just basically a digital ledger. Mm -hmm. And the uh, units of measure on it are Satoshis. Right. The smallest unit of a Bitcoin is a Satoshi. Bitcoin can be broke down uh, into 100 million increments. And those smallest increments are often referred to as Satoshi, a bit, a byte. You know, people have their own little acronyms for things, but a lot of people call them a Satoshi. And those Satoshis then um, are available for you to send around, to save, to send around, to do the same thing you do with your bank account. Because let's face it, when you take your little card out and you go to a bank or you go to you know, Burger King, buy yourself a burger, you're taking a little card and you're swiping and it's adjusting the digital ledger. Well, take it to the next step. You can put an app on your phone that controls your Bitcoin and that you can then go and spend and it will adjust the digital ledger. But the difference, and this is a huge difference, is that Bitcoin is completely decentralized. In other words, nobody controls it. Governments don't control it. Banks don't control it. 
so nobody can affect it. And it's done in a way of a high level of encryption called SHA-256. Anybody that wants to look that up can look it. I'm not, I'm not a cryptology expert, but I know what it does. It encrypts it in a way that makes it virtually impossible by today's standards to hack. You take each block, you lay one block on top of the other time after time again, and each block would have to be individually cracked before you could get to the block below it. So it's virtually impossible to hack. And some people will give you the whole thing about, oh yeah, you know, uh, you watch out, there's faster computers coming and there's, you know, there's all sorts of things coming, but you know, the bottom line is right now, based on current level of technology, nobody can hack it. So got a digital ledger, everybody shares all over the world for free, but these blocks have to be created where they keep track of your transactions. That's where the miners come in. Miners create these blocks. And now you know everything. <laughs> so you are you are a miner, correct? Yeah. So well, I, I'm not a serious miner. Don't get me wrong. There are like huge places, rooms. I just have a few miners here and there that I use to heat buildings because we live in a really cold place and they generate a lot of heat and I end up getting my heat for free. So to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. I, I just don't understand why a lot of people in Canada don't get onto this. I've been doing it for years and cold place, free heat, yeah. get crypto. Like, what more do you need to know? <laughs> So did I kind of answer that question about what Bitcoin is? Now, what, what's Bitcoin? You tell it back to me. Basically, oh. a, a digitalized bank that like individuals can use. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Decentralized. Decentralized. Yeah. In other words, the whole world shares this information. Literally millions of nodes around the world are continuously sharing this information and in space as well. So that because of all that effort, you know that when you do something, it's going to be there. You go to send some Bitcoin, it goes to where you send. It's recorded through a blockchain. A blockchain is immutable. It can't be changed. So you've got a perfect ledger. Think of like a big database, if you want, a spreadsheet. There's lots of ways to make it work in your brain in traditional kind of thinking. But the bottom line is it's an immutable ledger that nobody can change, even if they want to. So you can record other things. And there's been tons of really interesting things recorded in the blockchain over the years. Some nice, some not so nice. But the bottom line is that's immutable and that will be there long after all of us are gone. That will always be there. So how did, how did, so, you, how did you specifically get started? So you started in 2013 when Bitcoin, or 2013, I believe, when Bitcoin wasn't that well known. So what made you want to start into this world? Well, I've been an IT guy since uh, younger than all you guys. So <laughs> for me, uh, anything that's new and on the cutting edge of technology, I invented some early internet technology. It would not even make sense to you guys right now. A partner of mine and myself invented pay-per-use internet terminals okay. uh, where you go up, you put a few bucks in like a vending machine, you get on the internet. That's because people didn't all have the internet in their pocket in those days, right? So mm. uh, it made sense in those days. You could go to the bar, you could check out this thing called the internet for a few bucks and uh, you know, have some fun, learn about what everything is going on on the internet that you see in the news. Well, of course, that that didn't last long because now everybody has the internet in their pocket. But uh, yeah, I invented that early technology. And so I've been telling people about new stuff that's uh, coming out since since I can remember. Okay, wow. So what, what made you want to get started, right? Like we, we talked about uh, like you using it as a source for heating for your buildings, right? Was yeah, that yeah. why or did you see something longer, like a longer term? Well, well, two things went together for that to go become very important for me. Internet, money. Hmm, that works for me, man. Like internet, <laughs> money. Wait, I can send it all over the world? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. You mean... I don't have to go to Western Union, pay these exorbitant fees and pray and hope that it gets there and that they get there and on that, all that stuff. It happens right like now. Like I'm all over that. I mean, like, holy crap. I, it was like I still saw this tsunami coming that, and, you know, quite honestly, coming from the IT sector, I started telling young developers and uh, everybody in the IT sector that I knew, all the younger people. I mean, I would have my computer store going and I had a tiny little uh, Bitcoin ATM in those days that I bought. It's like, you know, this big. And I would tell them, buy a couple of those Bitcoins, man. Like, you know, just, you know, you guys are going to, this is going to be your future and all that. And even in those days, they were saying, what is, I don't need that crap. Like, I'm not going to spend 300 bucks on a Bitcoin. You know, the ones that did are very happy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there was a few that actually did a lot. They cashed out RSPs and all that in those days and bought some. And so some people did really, really well as a result of knowing that, hey, this is coming. And this is something that you have to be aware of. 
you know, especially for young people, it's important. And it's not too late, guys. I mean, this is one of the things I get all the time. Is, and I've been getting this since 2013. So selling Bitcoin selling for 300 bucks, right? Great. Buy a couple. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to. Goes to 600 bucks. What do you think they're saying to me then? Uh, it's, too late. Yeah. it's too late, man. Yeah. It goes to 1200 bucks. Ah. Uh, Oh, if it only stayed at 600 bucks. And then, you know, went to $40,000 Canadian. What do you think they were saying? Oh, I really missed the boat now. <laughs> well, what happens? It goes to $80,000 Canadian. And let's see, what are we at now? I think we're down to... Um, 43. Oh around 43. 44, 512 right now. We're down 7.34% overnight. But you know what? That's half the price it was, or close to half the price it was in a very short time ago. And I am not giving any advantage any kind of financial advice in any way, by the way, I should have said that right first and foremost, but <laughs> I don't give any kind of financial advice. I don't have any kind of credentials to do so. I'm an IT guy to the core. I'm more comfortable talking to the developers and explaining to them my vision of uh, what's going to happen with our nuts token. If you guys check him out, he was just, <laughs> I created the nuts token just to teach people about the internet. I teach people about cryptocurrency and, you know, the, the coming, uh, coming tsunami, like I said before. And so uh, that's all that's, that's all that's been about. It's just teaching people. And that's, uh, that's coming up again, too. We're going to get that going once we get have meetups again after we all put COVID behind us. So you said that, you know, people are saying they missed out, right? But there's so many Bitcoins or uh, altcoins, I believe is the actual terminology of like different types of coins out there. So why is that like Bitcoin was the like poster child? Like this is the one that's going to work. And why has Bitcoin skyrocketed to where it is now compared to all the well, other ones that's fair that's fair I, I think one of the reasons bitcoin has done as well as it has is because it's the first and it's the most successful it's the most valuable as you know over 60 percent of the total value of cryptocurrency is located in bitcoin that's mm -hmm. not by chance it works um you'll have people say all kinds of things about bitcoin you know but bottom line is it works now mm -hmm. You need, when you so a store of value, Bitcoin's got that covered. And if you're creating a brand new token that's going to be a store of value, you're going to be in for a world of hurt. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But let's say, for instance, you have a vision like a young Canadian, and you say, "Hmm, what if I could create a blockchain that you can program on, kind of like the way an operating system works?" You know, Microsoft created an operating system. Apple created an op. Why can't I create an operating system that's a blockchain? You know, that's you, you think about that. Makes sense, right? Well, that was Vitalik Buterin. Uh, who is uh, you know, one of the co-founders of the Ethereum project, yeah. which is the second largest crypto. Mm -hmm. So there is the reason, because it's a different use case. It's not a store of value. It's a programmable blockchain. Now, let your imagination fly, and each and every one of you have a certain expertise. One of you guys will say, hey, I want to build a deck. The other guy will say, hey, I can help you with that. I'm really good with wood, and I know how to use all the tools, and I can make that happen for you. The other guy will say, I'm not interested in that stuff. But hey, if you want to know about how to program a Raspberry Pi, come and see me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Everybody has their unique skills. So if mm -hmm. you take those skills and you look at a blockchain, what blockchain can show your skills? So if you're a house painter, go look at blockchain that uh, is supply management. So it gets from job site to job site in a timely manner and supplies a blockchain. And you know that there's a record of it and the guy who is paying for it, doesn't get ripped off, and it all works all the way along. So now, because you're a painter, you know how things should work. You can look at that blockchain project, and you can say, that's a good project. Or you can say, that's crap. That would never work. When I go to work in a job, if someone came up to me and did that, I'd say, forget it. So now you have unique knowledge about that blockchain project that someone who is into programming or gaming. And I mean, it goes so wide and so parallel that you could literally name your interest, and I could probably point you in the general direction of a blockchain. NFTs are exciting. I recently did a presentation uh, through the CryptoNuts group about NFTs and how they're going to change all of our lives and have changed lives already. So, I mean, guys, there's just so much information here that I don't want to explode any brains. And I'm concerned <laughs> there could be like right there, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see that happen. But, uh, you know, you name a, it. And that's what's happening now. The, the human creativity factor is kicked in now. And you've got like, Anything that people can imagine they're creating in a blockchain environment, because now it's immutable. It's trustless. Like if I want to send anybody here on the show, and as a matter of fact, I, we could even do some right now and we could verify that so you can see it happen. Any one of you that has a wallet already or the first one to get one, I'll send 10 bucks worth of Litecoin to you. And uh, you will do it right through the screen right here and we'll make that happen for you. But one of you will actually have to 
get the work done to get a, a wallet. And the, the wallet I'd recommend, I'm not affiliated with it in any way, and I don't make any money from it. I'm not an investor in it in any way, shape, or form, is the Jack's wallet. I like it because it's made by a Canadian, and it's a great wallet and holds a lot of tokens. So it's J-A-X-X. It's on your app stores, whatever particular like device you have. Yeah. Get that going. If you can get your wallet set up before the end of talking to me, someone gets 10 bucks. <laughs> there we go. And yeah. that's the nice thing about Litecoin. It's cheap to send around. It was an earlier uh, blockchain project that is a store of value, but it has some other use cases. I don't want to get too heavy duty on the technology stuff, but um, Litecoin is awesome. It costs pennies to send around. If I want to send you Bitcoin right now, it could cost me 10 bucks just to send it to you. So I'm not going to do that. But uh, even Doge is getting a little more expensive to send around, so I wouldn't do that. But if you guys want Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin, whoever gets the Jacks wallet up and running first will get either Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin. Uh-huh. I, might I want to do it so bad. <laughs> we got we to have this conversation. <laughs> Somebody's just going to go silent and go like this, right? <laughs> I might have to just do that. <laughs> That's amazing. We interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support the show and are interested in Skillshare, we have a deal for you. For a limited time, click the link in our social media description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, it's easy, and you can cancel at any time. Go to our link in our description to receive your 14-day free trial on us. Now back to the episode. You, you are you are educating. This is like a great way to motivate as well. And I think that, that also comes into like your crypto nuts thing. That's you're educating the people who are not educated in this. Exactly. It's, right? you know, we want to, like my wife uh, was a newbie to crypto nuts and she does a, a newbie presentation that we, we've been running the crypto nuts meetups guys for over six years now. Mm-hmm. And we run them right out of the store here in Winnipeg. And uh, we were uh, like, we have over 700 members in total. Um, but, you know, we don't have meetups for 700 members. I need to run an auditorium, but we always get anywhere from 35 to 60 people. We've had as many as 150 when the last pump happened. And I got to tell you, if we, uh, if we didn't have this pandemic right now, we'd be running the hotel across the street again. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's the popularity now is through the roof. And this is, it, there's a giant sale on right now. This is the thing I don't get. Like, I don't get it, guys. I mean, this stuff goes on sale. Nobody buys it. My machines go dead. Um, I talk to the order desk because I'm tied into a few different order desks. The guys say, it's dead, dead, dead. You know when it's going to be busy is when it doubles in value. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. when everybody will start buying in again. And it's been happening since I've been involved in this sector. Every time the price goes down, nobody buys. I take everything I can find. I've come close to selling properties and things that we've owned. My wife said, no, <laughs> but I wish I had now. I got to tell you. Like, uh, but anyways, I always push back in uh, when the price is down low, like it is now. It's not going to be there long, even if it's a year or two. Is that really very long, long for young guys like you? It's not even that long for an old guy like me. So I can wait a year or two. Mm-hmm. So I know we you talked about a little bit about blockchains. So what exactly, like, I kind of have an idea of it, right? Uh, just for our, mm-hmm. our audience, right? What exactly is a blockchain and how do you understand well, that concept? Okay. Uh, well, we talked about it and it, it goes right back to the Bitcoin conversation that we had just a few minutes ago, where it's a, it's a ledger. It's a digital ledger, but it's a mutable digital ledger. That's the key thing with blockchain technologies. It can't be changed. It's encrypted. So it's like a database that is always perfect, if you think about it that way, right? Because, uh, you know, let's face it, if you've got any kind of database, if someone knows a way around that database, they can usually hack it. And I mean, it happens all the time. That's why places like Amazon go down, Facebook goes down, because somewhere, somebody figures out how to hack their database, right? So think of blockchain as a database that can't be hacked. That's an easy way to think about it, an easy way for it to make sense for you, because now... Um, with something that can't be hacked, all of us can trust it. Like I'm saying, I'm going to send you 10 bucks worth of Litecoin, right? Yeah. And we're going to do something. If any of you get this, maybe someone should even dedicate some time to that because I think it'd be pretty cool. But right you're going to show I've got zero here, right? In your wallet. And then I'm going to show, I'm sending it to you. I'm going to scan your code right through the screen. And then I'm going to send it to you and you're going to see it and you're going to go, yep, there's 10 bucks. I mean, that shows you what blockchain technology can do. Like we don't even have to be in the same room together. We can be anywhere in the world right now and do the same experiment. Mm-hmm. Nothing to it. So is it more of just like a wiring process? Like you're just wiring someone money or is it more like 
Well, remember the nodes all over the world, keeping yeah. track of the ledger, right? So it's always real time. It's always up to date. And uh, you're not trusting anyone because it's in all these nodes all over the world. And even in space, like I said before. So all these people are keeping up with the ledger all the time. And the miners are adding to the ledger all the time, you know, and deducting is whatever is required. Like I have to take it from me when I send out you that 10 bucks, they'll take it from my wallet, they'll credit your wallet. And that'll be done through the Litecoin blockchain, not through the Bitcoin blockchain, because each, not necessarily, I, I don't want to overload you guys, guys with technology, but many projects have their own blockchain that has specific use cases, depending on what they're trying to accomplish. But the bottom line is there are several that can use existing blockchains and create their own tokens like our nuts token. Our nuts token is not about making money. It's about educating people. And what you do with this token is you we created it on the Ethereum blockchain because what is Ethereum? It's a programmable blockchain. So you mm. can program a token on there. And that's what we did. We program our nuts token on there. And there's many very, very popular, very, very big projects that are ERC-20 tokens. I mean, like, you know... Um, that token. I mean, there's so many out there. I, I could poly. Poly's on the uh, polymatic is uh, matic is one that's been pumping lately over 200 percent over the last little while. And there's many, many tokens. I just don't want to get you guys all clutched up in the technology oh, yeah. you Sort of miss the bigger picture, right? So you mentioned you mentioned also like this whole like online. You mentioned NFTs. For example, what are, what are your yeah. thoughts on the NFTs? And you're saying like it's going to change the world. And I, I've seen uh, experts like Gary Vee and some other people talk about it sure. as well. Is that the next? Would you guys wave? know? Let's let's have a little consensus here first, so I can have a sip of water. Does does anybody know what an NFT is? Let's hear what the best guess of what it is. If you don't, non fungible token, non fungible like a you got the words. version of a play playing card. Like the yeah. analogy that I think I kind of understand is that it's like a sports card but a digital version of that that can't be replicated hence non-fungible and can be shared and bought and anybody can make it anybody can make it as well i know there's a recent one that sold for 69 million uh from beeple or something yeah yeah five thousand days yeah 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 five thousand days from beeple it sold for 69 million Mm dollars it was basically if you're familiar with beeple's work he was a a very, very talented artist has done work for like the New Yorker and other amazing projects. And uh, when he early on started his career out, he would do a drawing every single day and he would take a, you know, he has those drawings, but then he would take a picture of it and he would start offering these out. And early on, people was giving these for nothing to people. He was just giving them to people because he thought, hey, this is cool. And you bang, you hit it, bang on, just like that. It was non-fungible token and it's one unique item. Yes. And what is a drawing? It is one unique item, right? So that's what it is. You create on a blockchain one unique item. It's not like Bitcoin where there are many and they're interchangeable and I can send you them, blah, blah, blah. If I send you my NFT, it's gone from me forever because there's it's only one, right? Now there's other things you can do with NFTs like create multiples of and things like that. So people started releasing these and then he thought, oh my goodness, right? This is taking off. This is going to be something. Why don't, how about if I put a Christie's auction out there and people who knew the guy knew that this was just going to explode right and uh he did that he put all of them up he just scanned them right you don't even get the rights to them i don't know if you guys understand how this works but you don't get the rights to them that's why he was able to include in the five thousand days all his original ones that he gave away now it doesn't mean that those early people don't own those they do some of them will display them in social media they'll put them on their websites because they do own it but they don't own the rights to it they can't they can only sell that one unique thing that they own they don't own the rights to it. They can't resell it multiple times, if you understand what I mean, whereas people still can't. I mean, if he does, the value of what he's created would go down in value, but he literally could. He could do an addition two, an addition three, an addition four, but hey, when you get 69 million on your first, uh, I don't think he's got over it anymore. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So NFTs are exciting. They're a non-fungible token, meaning that you can't you can't create multiples of it. It's one unique item. So use your imaginations and think what you have. Like, I mean, uh, trading cards is a great example. Um, you know, how about if you have a company, for instance, like uh, um, NBA with Top Shots, but they yeah. recently released the NFTs. Yeah. And I've told a few people about this. Now i got my son buying them. He's got tons of them. i got like one pack. But anyways, it's great. Okay, you've got the best of both worlds. People who like trading cards and interesting things. Well, what can they do? They can now buy it. And it's proven that they own it by a blockchain. 
because let's face it, if you buy a traditional kind of card and you pay a fortune for that card and on the way home, you drop it in the puddle of water, what's it worth? Mm-hmm. It's not worth anything. Whereas if you buy an NFT, it's stored on a blockchain. You can always access and you can always prove you own it. Now, when you transfer it, you transfer it through a blockchain. So the funds that you ask for it are transferred perfectly, immutably. Once they're yours, they're yours and they get the token. And now uh, everybody's happy. So it's, it's like creating unique things that can be resold and proven that you got them, you sent them. So expand that out. Let's think, say, for instance, you, you've got this card that you've got from when you were a kid, this Pokemon card that's worth some crazy amount of money. Yeah. Well, you could take a high resolution scan of that. You can't resell it now because you know you don't own the rights to Pokemon, but you could then say, this is what I'm selling. But when you buy this NFT of scan of my original that I have right here, which you know, if you do a good enough scan, you can prove that it's that actual paper. Um, I will ship it to you via FedEx and I'll put all the tracking numbers in there and we'll, you know, it's, it's been verified by so-and-so, you know, we'll have all that documentation included and scanned as well. And then when you get it, you'll show that you received it and that now you're the next person to own it. So all the provenance of that product now carries along with it. And I'm just throwing that out there as an example, because almost any one of you could probably come up with better ideas than me. If you just start using your imagination and imagine what you could create of your own. Like I'm an, I'm a, I've been a photographer a long time and I've got a lot of interesting shots and I've created a mintable account and I'm going to be posting some stuff up there. And I know a buddy of mine who was a photographer as well. Um, he's already done pretty well selling some of his nicer pieces of work. And so, I mean, why not? It's fun. It's blockchain with the creative. How do you beat that? So are these just to like wrap the audience head around it, are these not NFT specifically, but like cryptos like Bitcoin or Dogecoin, are these stocks likes or are they just out there in the atmosphere where you have to mine and get them to be your possessions? Well, um, they're on a blockchain, right? It's all yeah. recorded on that blockchain. We're always going to, you're going to, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but they're always back there on the blockchain because that's what records everything. So mm-hmm. mining is a process, uh, whereby you're trying to mine these blocks and put the information together. And I'm going to keep this really simple, but the bottom line is not all blockchains work that way. Just like there's creative differences in how you want to block, what you want a blockchain to do. There's ways that you believe a blockchain should function. For instance, Elon Musk made a a bit of noise recently where he suddenly endorsed Bitcoin and then he suddenly unendorsed Bitcoin. Oh, hmm, they sold a bunch of Bitcoin. Now he needs to buy more. Hmm, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a financial expert, like I said, but if I wanted to buy more Bitcoin and I could tweet less than 144 words and get it to crash for $500 billion, it'd probably be pretty tempting, right? And then buy a whole bunch more back. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah. That, bring, that brings me to another question. What is the social media influence on crypto world well that's so, yeah elon that's must be one, one of the main main ones who you know endorses it and is yeah. it like if you have clout <laughs> or if you have yeah. you know if you have recognition or something and you can just again yeah. like you said put out a tweet and through the roof Absolutely. or the other way around too right like yeah and that's what what elon did i mean most of us that have been into this for a while that you know make this the way we make a living would wish you would just keep making electric cars and going to mars <laughs> i mean like you know just stay out of crypto man we were doing fine before you we don't need you like you know uh i like the fact that he pumped all my doge up i gotta <laughs> i'm happy oh, yeah. about that but uh after that it's like come on like you know like uh it's nice to get the excitement but in the same token uh things are going well without him and things will be going well after him uh you know these people like this tend to lose interest real real quick i've been Mm -hmm. talking to people every day about this for seven years now and i will be doing that for as long as i'm around and uh you know and the only ulterior motive in terms of crypto nuts is just to get people knowledgeable about real knowledge not about you know, Elon Musk pumps and uh, Elon Musk crashes and things like that, where those kind of people can control the world and we can't do anything about it. But the way that we perceive what they're doing, we have complete control of. So that's all we can do. Okay. Now, re- recently, there was a there's a major dip in. I, I'm not sure if it was Doge. Was it? Uh, I think I said that. Yeah, there's everywhere. a sale on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I know you say you don't want to give any financial advice, but. No, I don't give any financial advice at all. Do you, do you, rec- do you recommend <laughs> buying at the dips whenever you 
cryptocurrency crashes? <laughs> well, you know what? If you could figure that out, I'm thinking that you'd probably own an island somewhere <laughs> already, well, yeah. right? And uh, those that you know do well at it do well at it. And you know, I know a lot of people's lives have been changed being involved in cryptocurrency. I've personally experienced it, help people out to see this happen. You know, I've seen some people where they've changed their whole lifestyle. They go from living in a crappy part of town to living in a nice part of town, go from driving a piece of crap car to a brand new vehicle. I mean, these sound like small things to, you know, people are moving around millions of dollars, but to your average person, this is life changing. Like Mm -hmm. even like I, Okay, this I can tell you because it's just my personal opinion. I do not have faith in country currencies. Like the way that they're spitting money out, it can't keep going like this. I mean, uh, I'm not as old as the gray indicates, but I'll tell you, my father, uh, who's passed away now, saw the Great Depression. And, uh, you know, when you think you know what's going on and all of a sudden you don't have anything in the bank. And, you know, people who had maybe billions of dollars equivalent in those days, millions of dollars, um, they're okay because they can always have money somewhere. But your average Joe, who all of his money's in the bank and all of a sudden it's not there, what do you do? Well, Venezuelans went through this. So you don't say it can't happen in modern times. You know, a lot of those people went from being very wealthy, very successful people, to having RRSPs and, you know, investments and everything to having nothing. Like, you know, wheelbarrows of currency to be able to buy common things that we take for granted here. So it can happen to any country. And the way the United States and Canada are, are churning out cash, um, you know, traditional currency is an inflationary currency becomes worth less over time. Bitcoin and most good project cryptocurrencies are deflationary currencies. And a lot of them will become more valuable over time, depending on the use case. But So yeah, I believe in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Without getting into like too much uh, detail, uh, I, I assume you also own quite a bit of crypto as well, right? I have none, man. Like not mm-hmm. at all. I wish I had. Like, yeah. It's... Why? Why is that though? Um, why is that? Because I'm hoping that a lot of people will see your podcast and they'll understand that I have none. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nothing at all. Eh? <laughs> Next to nothing. No, no, no small little deposits here and there. You know. <laughs> Okay. You don't want to make yourself a target, guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you start investing in crypto, one of the first things you learn is never tell people if you mm-hmm. do or if you don't. If they push, you just say, no, nah, I wish. Yeah, I okay. wish I had some. Right, you know, and one of the things, and, and on that note, and this is a very important one because this will really make you understand what will happen. Let's say you buy crypto today at, what are we at now? We're at 44.512 now. So you buy crypto today at 44.512 because you managed to buy it for a U.S. converted to Canadian price, which you never will. But let's say you do. And let's say you're a real hodler. You probably heard that terminology, right? It's hold. Yeah. You know, it was a yeah, mistake. Forever, read it, but whatever. You're a hodler yeah. now. So it goes to 88000 Are you done? Are you a hodler still? Or do you cash out and you get fiat? Well, guess what? Every penny you cash out, you have less Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin doesn't care how much fiat you have. You'll either have Bitcoin or you'll have fiat. So let's say now that $44,000 investment is now worth $100,000. You say, woohoo, I'm rich, man. You cash out half of it. Now you have $44,000 worth of Bitcoin. And you have $44,000 worth of fiat. In five years, that fiat is some piece of crap car that's worth probably two grand or some bad investment with somebody that went sideways or, uh, oh, you're responsible. You put it in an RRSP. Well, now you've got a whooping 1.9%, right? <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain until you actually get involved in it. But even getting just a few bucks of crypto, you'll start seeing what's happened when you get involved in a deflationary currency as opposed to being involved in an inflationary currency. You'll never get ahead with the system the way it's designed. Average people who make average money, even, and I'm talking to some people who think they make big money, will never get ahead in the system. They'll always take you down somehow. Because if you make too much, they'll readjust your taxes and they'll take more of what you have. And I mean, you know, it's just, it's an ongoing thing. Now, if you get involved in cryptocurrency, and you do, Obviously, with cryptocurrency, we claim everything. We pay our taxes. We do that stuff because it's important being a Canadian to do that. But having said that, you will find that it's much easier to get a hold of fiat currency, which is country currency, like Canadian dollars or US dollars. Uh, The more you're involved in crypto, and I would urge all of the young viewers to to get going on it, even if it's like 10 bucks a week, 
you know, skip a Starbucks, man, buy some Dogecoin. Like, you know, like really it's, uh, you know, those $6 coffees are great, but you know, they're going to be out of you in about 10 minutes. So go get some Dogecoin and watch it crash down, but it's only going to be six bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. So if it yeah. crashes down to five bucks, you're not going to be heartbroken, but if it goes up to 20 bucks or 15 bucks, you're going to be excited. So, you know, even starting small, like that's a great way to go. So I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to transition the conversation into, I got the, I got the wallet. I'm, <laughs> Aha, look <laughs> so, at you. Eh? Okay. Let me grab my phone. All I'm right. Figuring so it, now I'm just figuring it out how to put it on to the zoom here. Well, but, this is cool um, because I can actually give you a little, tiny little lesson. So now when you create your wallet, um, you have to put, you have to write down your word seed. Word seed is basically your access to that wallet. So you go, you continue on now and create that wallet. Um, it's going to ask you to write down 12 words. And those 12 words yeah. is your wallet on the blockchain, if that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, we'll explain it further. But uh, basically, okay. it's like a password to the blockchain, those 12 words, right? There we go. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's, it's loading. Sorry. That's yeah, okay. It'll take we some got time. We, we'll keep chatting while you're doing that. But uh, yeah, so you're going to have to get those words. And once you've written down those 12 words, and don't show them to anyone, because if you were to show them to me, and I take a picture of them, I can get my, back my 10 bucks without even asking you. Okay, because right, that is the know. password to your crypto, those 12 words. Now, I gotta write you know, don't really recommend web wallets for holding too much money. If you kind of think about uh, a web wallet, like you should never hold more than the value of your phone on a web wallet, right? Because it's easy to lose your phone. And even if you've written down these 12 words, if you lose those 12 words and you lose your phone, it's gone, man. You'll never ever get that back. So those 12 words are your tokens. Like this 10 bucks that I sent him, mm. that's gonna be located in those 12 words, not on that app that's on his phone. Everybody gets hung up on the app. Well, there's hundreds of different apps, right? So, you know, you can hold the wallet on any number of apps. Now, the best way to hold the wallet, and I'll show this, and I don't work for this company either, but the best way to hold cryptocurrency is on a hardware wallet because that air gaps you from the internet and it keeps you protected to the best. The best way to, to hold your tokens is on a hardware-based wallet. And uh, that's, uh, that's a great way to go if you're trying to get a serious investment that you want to establish for the long-term hold. Like, you know, uh, like I'll give you an idea just of a very small example of an uh, interesting thing that happened. My wife decided with my nephews to uh, put, just instead of giving them 20 bucks for birthdays and stuff like that, she would give them that for, uh, you know, instead of that, because they'd buy a toy and the toy would be destroyed in no time and it's gone. So she started just putting very, very small amounts, like, you know, 10, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, for Christmas, stuff like that. Well, last I checked, and this was not that long ago, that one wallet was, I think, 1800 bucks, and the other one was 1600 bucks. And I'll tell you what, she had not put that much. Now, granted, she did put it in, it was quite a while ago. There are only, one's four and one's five now. So, um, you know, it was a few years ago where she started doing that. So, but that just goes to show you, just even putting small amounts in on a regular basis, cost average investing, even if you're looking at investing in stocks, uh, the best way to do it is cost average investing, putting smaller amounts over a longer period of time as opposed to putting everything in at once and hoping that you guess the right time. So crypto, traditional kind of uh, investing, it's always good to do cost average investing. But again, I don't give financial advice. <laughs> I see this live transaction, man. I'm excited for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, you got, I got you it. written down those words? Yep. I got you, it. I'm just trying to figure out how to your words? Okay, this. cool. Cool. Let's get that yeah, happening. So I guess let me just screen. I can screen record this, right? I can yeah. screen, screen. You absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do that. I was trying because to all zone, that's but... going to happen, like when you show uh, what you're going to go now is you're going to go to Litecoin. Yeah, that's Litecoin. Perfect. You can take it back. I'll tell you what to do. So you're going right. to go to Litecoin and you're going to be receiving, right? So you click on receive. Okay. Now you probably have to be the one talking when you, and I'll have to shut up because no. uh, I, if I want to try and scan your uh, address when you do that. Okay, let me. Get my, one now what I'll do is I'll get my Litecoin wallet up and on my Litecoin wallet, rather than um, receive, I'll be going send. So you can send to receive. I mean, it's super simple, right? You're receiving, I'm sending, right? And it's going to be recorded through the blockchain. So, okay, I'm going to get my send ready. Now what that'll tell my, uh, device to do is that I'm going to be scanning a QR code that'll come up on the screen. And a QR code is just a representation of uh, a word letter combination that re represents the hash 
of your Bitcoin on the blockchain, if that makes any sense. Technical people get me otherwise. Super technical people go, oh my God, he's stupid. Untechnical people will go, holy shit, he knows a lot. And, you know, I fall somewhere <laughs> in the middle. So, but anyways, that's what happened. So I'll scan. When you're ready for that QR code, you start telling me about something. I'm going to scan it. And well, okay, I'm ready. If okay, you want yeah, to get I, ready to go. All right. Uh, let's see. Make sure there's no glare. Oh, you got to talk, man. Oh, I got to talk? Yeah, you got to talk. You got to explain the process. Okay. So... Um, do you want me to explain the process or you want me to say the address? Sorry. <laughs> Show them the barcode. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so confused. Okay. I got it. Okay. The talking part, the talking part is just so that the screen goes to you and I got it big on my screen. Oh, and okay, I okay. okay. Perfect. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Good. That's what you meant. Okay. okay, okay. So right, keep it still now. Come on. All right. So I got the QR code on the screen right now. To anyone who's audio. I got to be able to see the whole thing. You got, you got, I got to be able to see the whole thing. And I've got you guys on the right hand side here. So try and put it far to your left as you can. This way? This way's better. Yeah. All right. So for the audio got listeners, it. Got, it. got the QR code. Got the QR code. And I'm sending you ah. 10 bucks Canadian. Here we go. Okay. You can add a couple zeros if you like. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but you, you never know, you know, if you get this right, like uh hey, could be good. Make sure I don't send you 10 cents though. I will send <laughs> yeah, you 10 we bucks. That. We don't want that. No, no we want 10. 10, 10 bucks okay there we go and um this uh litecoin that i'm sending you is my garage mind litecoin so i've got a little electric car and uh, you got to keep it warm in the winter so we put litecoin miners in there to keep it warm and that's where this litecoin came from so that's what you'll be receiving so it's brand not brand new minted litecoin never used by anyone else other than you wow. i'm sending it right now so yeah. you can see this on my thing here there we go I will hit, ooh, that's backwards. Okay, confirm. There she goes, success. Right. Now we can click, check status. Ooh, right, ooh, oh, ooh. I got I got some, oh. got some. Okay. Showed up green on my thing. Ooh. I'm also screen recording this. We'll put it up for anyone who's viewing. All right, okay, now I go back. There we go. Oh, wait, no, that's the price, never mind. Oh, let's go ooh. home. Let's see this drum roll. <laughs> okay so I, okay I see, I, I see i see it so it says i got zero bitcoin zero ethereum zero bitcoin now what cash. you want to do before you say anything before you say anything now what you need to do is you need to go into preferences and change okay. off that evil usd to cad which is the dollars that we use oh, here in canada no. it's our fake money okay it's um, little pieces of plastic that they give you and they tell you they're valuable mm-hmm. and these little pieces of plastic they got beautiful little colors and stuff to try and convince you that it's valuable you know they have this brown one that they say is really valuable <laughs> but it's still just plastic man <laughs> all right yep okay so uh yep so zero Change bitcoin zero ethereum. yep i got it canadian Good. zero Good. bitcoin zero ethereum zero bitcoin cash but i got ten dollars and one cent of canadian is like cool just like yeah. that Woo! that fast oh. and you guys got to say that we never edited anything this wasn't pre-planned like yeah you guys didn't even know i was going to send you something i've never done it before it just cost me 10 bucks wait a minute <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> we'll make it worth it. it we'll make it worth it <laughs> it's okay guys I, i'm just teasing you we do no. that all the time at the meetups by the way too what we'll do is we'll actually send now who got that um, uh, me okay. robin robin okay now what you need to do is you need to send it to uh one of your other buddies send it to matthew or send it to Absolutely. How do I pronounce your name? Arsh. Arsh? Yeah. Arsh. Send it to Arsh or send it to Five Matt. Bucks. And, uh, you know, but and whoever gets, maybe send out all of it. Maybe you want to keep a little bit, just have a watch about it. But yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's teach people about crypto a little bit. It's Absolutely. not as complicated. See, you saw how easy it was, right? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was it's easier than now. If you want to send me 10 bucks, how much mm-hmm. did that cost you? Even through traditional. Like, okay, now try and send me back 10 bucks through your bank. See how much that's going to oh, cost. Yeah. It cost you a buck for the transaction fee. Yeah. It only cost me, like, I think it was not even a penny. That's, so, you know, not yeah. so bad. For anyone, yeah. the, the wallet was super easy to set up as well and download the app and use. I, I, I was I was in the process of downloading the app and then I got a notification that my iPhone storage is full and I was like, oh my God. Oh, crap. Beat you to it. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. nice. At least you guys really got a chance to see it work. So that's, no, that's awesome. Because yeah. that. no, then, you know, you can talk about a lot, but actually see it happening, that makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess we've seen a live transaction, right? 
So how does one, like the average Joe, like myself, how do I get started investing or even in this process of cryptocurrency? I know you touched on it a little bit, maybe like setting up the wallets in there, but just for our audience, like how do you actually start? Well, I mean, <laughs> um, there's many, many ways to start and uh, there's a lot of Canadian exchanges out there as well. You got to be uh, cautious with your bank accounts when you're doing transactions on crypto, even though there's nothing wrong with it, nothing illegal about it. Some banks are quite fearful of it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> be careful what I say about that. Do I have to have a bank account too, guys? Um, <laughs> but some <laughs> banks are quite fearful of it. Uh, so maybe you want to create a special account to do your crypto transactions. And if you have it attached to a mortgage or a loan or something, maybe just keep that on its own. Mm-hmm. Just a little word of wise advice. <laughs> what's what's the adaptability looking like because we've seen many i've seen many restaurants many places around the world also start to like accept bitcoins get on this cryptocurrency wide how long do you think it's, it's going to be till universal um right um, now until bitcoin has some fundamental layer two changes in other words ways to send cryptocurrency cheaper and faster i don't mm-hmm. see bitcoin really serving that functionality okay. um a, a token like i just showed you litecoin or bitcoin cash um, although it's a store of value, it's also a faster blockchain and more suited to those type of operations. But even that, there's others coming out that are faster yet, that are designed, that are some are many, many, many times faster than Visa, MasterCard. I mean, so some of these blockchain technologies, a lot of which are based on Ethereum, because remember, we talked about a programmable blockchain. Well, people are programming really fast tokens now on the Ethereum blockchain. So they work on their own thing. They just they register back to the Ethereum blockchain when they need to, but they do their own thing in a really fast way. Like Polymatic, you may have heard of Matic, uh, uh, was mentioned uh, by people who are sports fans. Mark Cuban recently invested in Matic, which was a, a fantastic project out of India. And uh, it's uh, an Ethereum, it was uh, initially, a, well, it is an Ethereum layer two solution where, uh, you know, you've got uh, an interface and a programmable uh, DeFi space that's looking to be very, very exciting. And that's why, you know, guys like Mark Cuban are buying into it, right? So there's lots of exciting projects out there right now. And every, there's so many tokens out there. You can watch yourself. I mean, this is like a serious addiction, right? But it's just, it's a healthy one. <laughs> like it's a yeah. healthy one, but uh, you know, it's, it can be as bad as people get into serious gaming or, you know, mm. um, you know, people get into fitness or you name it, any kind of addiction that's a positive addiction definitely get that with crypto and but at least when you do that when you'll get wealthy so it's not a bad thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so do you think the future with crypto is going to be the new normal for us in like 10 years from now or oh, yeah when you guys get to be my age it, it, this plastic stuff that they're passing around now is uh, they're not going to be using it it'll be a country version of it which will be just as crappy um, those of you that buy some Bitcoin now, you'll be considered the one percenters in the future, especially if you live to be my age. Uh, buy, you know, if you can get yourself around buying one Bitcoin and hang on to it till you get to be in your 60s, uh, you'll be buying yourself an island and Lambos and all that stuff. And you won't even have to touch, you know, you don't have to touch much. You'll probably be just doing that off the interest. So if you have you got to wait a long time, <laughs> if you got 45k laying around, <laughs> look into uh, well, you know, but there's other things you can do too. I mean, there's lots of solid projects out there. If you just start learning about a little bit, apply your knowledge that you have, your life experience, look at the blockchain projects that you can leverage your life experience off of. I mean, uh, I probably, I don't know, you guys are involved in media. I don't know what some of you do other than that, but uh, probably not one of you have heard of Steemit, I bet. Have you? Anyone of you heard of Steemit? Oh, oh, there you go. That's a, a, a blockchain that's now powered by the Tron. And uh, it's uh, basically a, a social media platform that uh, you can earn cryptocurrency for posting up. So you could literally post this video on there and get paid back in Tron. <laughs> Tron's a great token. Oh, I've heard, I've heard awesome of Tron. Project. I've heard of Tron. Yeah. Awesome project. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good projects. I could talk for hours just about the projects, guys. It's like, it's, like I said, when it's an obsession, it's easy to talk about. Is yeah. there is there a certain blockchain for the engineering field? Oh, is there one that's not? I mean, oh my God, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm no, I'm not an engineer, but uh, yeah, just I, I guarantee you that if you go on your phone right now and type in engineering and whatever particular, because it'll be parallel as well, whatever particular instance of engineering and blockchain technology, you do that Google search and you're going to get holy crap. Because everybody, all professional fields are going to blockchain technology. Say you're a lawyer, okay? Well, 
how would you prefer to have your court documents and your correspondence and everything recorded in an immutable fashion that could never ever be changed by anybody or by some stenographer who's typing it in there and you hope they do it right it's just it's a no-brainer it's going to because of the trust factor it's going to change all industries it's a supply chain industry medical industry like there's not one that's not being changed by blockchain technology right now so yeah guarantee you pulled some hits off that didn't you (laughs) you wrote in (laughs) that yeah yeah i just i just typed it in and I saw a lot, so. Um, uh, I, yeah, this is what I'm telling you now. See, I, I don't even know what some of that terminology means, but you're going to look at that and you're going to say, now you take it like, okay, you guys want to learn about crypto? This is what you do. This is crypto 101. Mm-hmm. And this is going to drive you crazy. But if you listen to me, you'll start learning. and It'll start making sense. What you do, crypto 101, you forget about all cryptos but Bitcoin because it came from there. So look at the source first. It's just like, in, you know, when you started out in engineering, you didn't go to the year three, coursework in year one okay you, you got to get there right same thing you start with the bitcoin white paper you read the bitcoin white paper whether it makes sense to you it doesn't even matter just read it read it a couple times then apply your particular knowledge uh engineering now you learned about what blockchain is a little bit you understand kind of bitcoin a little bit you've watched a few podcasts the one i always recommend is andreas antonopoulos he's a really really smart guy He's uh, not into it for the money. He's into it to teach people about cryptocurrency. He's not an Elon Musk. He's a real developer crypto guy. So learn from these kind of people. Don't you know? learn from Musk and, and people like that that are, have their own agenda and their own interests, right? So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's where you start. Read that white paper. Apply your own personal life experience and knowledge to blockchain projects that interest you because now you'll read through it. When you see something in your particular project that you don't understand, go and look at the token that it's made from, learn, read that white paper, learn what that's about. And I know I'm getting into some technical stuff, but uh, you can take it to any level that you want. Some people don't even care about the technology. All the day trader people, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this, but day trader people are having a heyday now just reading charts and I don't even care what the technology is. They're reading charts. They're saying, ah, time to buy, time to sell, time to buy, time to sell. Good luck, man. You're not going to make any money with this stuff. Uh-huh. You know, these are the black swans are made for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, buy I've got hold a lot of research. long time. Buy hold a long time. You will do well. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a lot of research to do. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, glad to hear it. Want to tweak your interest? Get you young guys doing this stuff, man. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> any, any last things that you would like to leave off on before we we do the closing? Well, just want to let everybody know that crypto is not a negative thing. You'll hear a lot of negative news stories associated with crypto. It's not crypto. It's people. It's just like anything. It's just like guns. It's like politics. It's like anything. There are bad people that are involved in good things. Crypto is a good thing. It gets average people the chance to get control of their value and uh, we never before as humans have had this we've always had to rely on other people for this we've had to rely on banks we've had to rely on governments for the first time ever humans and us people that live on this earth can now keep our own value and our own choice of blockchain technology and they're going to have to get used to what we're doing we're not going to have to get used to what they're doing and this is a first that's what i would leave on Perfect. Well, on that note, thank you so much for watching and tuning into our audio only experiences. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on and teaching us so much about this crypto world. Um, if you want to learn more, go to his website, CryptoNuts.com and check it out. Give him some support. And betcha. Uh, we got a Discord channel. We also have, uh, you know, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Likes are really awesome on Facebook. I know it's goofy and stuff, but, you know, it gets people watching about it. And you will see on Facebook, I post uh, some I kind of put hints out there because, you know, we've got grandmas looking too, but you'll see if I start talking about a token on Facebook, man, you guys better start reading that white paper because there's yeah, some sure. good stuff I've been talking about there that I've already done, including Matic. I was talking about Matic way before Mark Cuman got involved and Cardano and like there's some exciting stuff out there. There's fortunes to be made. <laughs> no, not giving financial advice. <laughs> no, we'll put a disclaimer. We got you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That- on that note, yeah, check us out every Tuesdays at 11.30 a.m. on UMFM radio station, 101.5 FM. And new episodes every week as well on Tuesdays, uh, all streaming platforms. And until next time, peace. That's it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Okay, Kevin, so that was amazing.